The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. And just a little cough there from one of us because uh, <laughs> uh, we, we're in the man flu season. And for those of you who don't know what man flu is um, or don't get it, uh, it's one of those things that are pretty intolerable. And, uh, you know, you just can't get through it, can you, Shane? No, it's, it's the worst uh, worst of the flus, I can assure you, to be fair. <laughs> I haven't got a man flu, by the way. I just, yeah, it was. I think it was just a nervous cough. Um, no, well, it looks like, for those who, who can't see the Zoom video, Shane is uh, sporting some sort of dark beanie. The last time I saw you wearing one like that, mate, we were would, we would doing community service on the bins for the Ospreys. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, actually. I do that. that. Do you know that that photo popped up the other day on my Facebook? Where, um, you know, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, the things yeah. you do in it. But no, I haven't been out robbing houses either. I've uh, I've been out Take on the, the bike today. <laughs> I've been out on the bike and it's and it's freaking knobbling up there, so I can't warm up. Thus, hence the knobbler uh, to try and warm these little years out. It is cold. Beautiful day today, but it is cold, isn't it? I play golf today, yeah. obviously. Um, but. <laughs> But uh, up, up beneath, and it was absolutely gorgeous, but it was a, a tad chilly. We're back for the second episode of Series 4, everyone. Thanks for all of the, the great feedback and response to uh, to Episode 1. Quite frankly, it was a little bit of a, a winged effort because, uh, you know us, we're, we're pretty off the cuff. We like to have a little chat about things that are going on, a little bit of rugby, a little bit of everything else. We, uh, we're back after three weeks because we're going to spread this series out a little bit. We don't, we don't want you uh, overloaded with the three of us, uh, particularly me because I'm like Roger Melly, the man on telly at the moment. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're going to chew the fat. I want to start, boys, on a very somber note. Um, uh, it's been a few not days, like you, now, Sean? but no, no, it's not like me actually. But uh, one of my heroes passed away, unfortunately, at the age of 52. Shane Warne, uh, I was shocked. I was, I was actually on the golf course and uh, I had a text through and I, I didn't believe it, I did not believe it. And um, as I say, absolute hero of mine, sporting icon, you know, will always be remembered for on the field. But, you know, from what we see you now off the field as well, um, tragic news, boys. Um, yeah, it is tragic. He is a legend. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a cricketer or, or a, you know, a big supporter of cricket, a massive supporter of cricket. However, it says it all that I actually know who he is and, and you know, what his stats are really. Is there over 700 wickets? Is that right, Sean? Yeah, International right. cricket. So, you know, even I know that that's pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, you know, on, on, on the on the cricket side of it, an absolute legend. And, of course, uh, away from the away from the cricket as well. You know, a legend, he's, he's yeah. A, a legend with his off-the-field antics, as they say. But, um, yeah, you know, 52 as well. So that's that's scary, to be honest with you. It's, you know, it's only seven years older than me and uh, 10 years younger than you, Sean. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm 52 <laughs> in November. So I mean, that's that's the other thing, you know. You think, crikey, you know, a lot of my mates are talking about, uh, oh, they got to work another couple of years or work till I'm 60 because my pension's not right. I'm like, how much do you need when you know when in that time of life where you turn around, you look, my kids are now 22, 20, and 15. You think, just got to enjoy it. And um, anyway, we wish Shane's family um, our sincere condolences. Uh, he will. He, he has provided us with so many memories anyway. And as a cricket fan, uh, amazing, amazing. Kyle, what have you been up to, son? Uh, not a lot, mate. Uh, still going through the renovations in the house. So things are coming on. Uh, we got one room left upstairs and then we are downstairs. So I can't wait for that because that's where the real artistic flair is going to take form, mate, I think. Mate. Seriously, jump, jump in the ring, ring uh, Nick Knowles. I know Nick very well. Jump in the ring him because it's, Noah built the ark quicker than you uh, you were doing your house up. <laughs> Sean, uh, when you're doing it all day in work, but and then you come home, uh, it's a very different story. It's like when you come home after the weekend of talking rugby, the last thing you want to do is come on the Tuesday club and talk rugby. See? So for all of you who aren't seeing this, he's nodding very agreeably. <laughs> So it's the same thing. The last thing you want to do is James and Ryan asking you about rugby players and this, that, and the other when you come home from work. They wouldn't dare do that. They know. So, yeah, still doing it. Kyle, when you start in the bedroom? <laughs> the same time. Uh, I am going to think for that. Sorry. <laughs> you're you're you saw those weeds out in the back corner as well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called. Um, 
Uh, art. It's art. Um, Scandinavian. There's a word for it, like this Scandinavian themed, like bits of black, bits of white, and bits of wood. So you can't see anything now, but the floor is wood, and and that's about it. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 taking a, I'm just taking a screenshot now uh, of your um, triffids in the background, so that uh, I'll post it on our web, our um, Instagram, so everybody can see how ridiculous it looks in the bedroom. Are you f- are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I didn't design it. Amy did, so I'll tell her you said. Uh, oh, next right, time you yeah. see her, she'll give a slap, probably. <laughs> yes, probably looks, will. Looks great. Looks great. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll leave the rugby till a bit later. Um, you know, uh, what is it? We're recording this on a Monday. It's coming out tomorrow, Tuesday. But uh, wow, Sunday night, I got home from doing Scrum Five. Uh, got in about half past eight. All the family was sat down, ready. Are you ready? And I'm like, for what? Piggy blinders. <laughs> I forgot all about it. Nine o'clock Sunday, episode two of the final series. And we had Tom Hardy back. Are you watching it, Shane? I, I, I do watch Piggy blinders. I haven't started yet because uh, I don't like, I can't just watch one episode. Uh, I, I, wait. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait until, uh, a, few, a couple of weeks, I think, until uh, I can get a couple of episodes in and get, because it's been ages since it's been on as well, isn't it? So you kind of, you forget the story and, and everything. And if anything, I might go back and watch the the, the last uh, series just in case. But we're, we're I will watching, watching that it. last one. Yeah. So, mate, what happens is they'll <laughs> <laughs> die in the end. Thanks. Game over. I, 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 I fell out to that I did in season five. I loved it. And then something happened in season five and I just wasn't, it didn't bring me in as much as it did in the other four so might be a very unpopular opinion because everyone's like oh peaky blinders peaky blinders and you see people on you, the streets uh, on the nights out and some bloke gets pissed and he starts shouting by order the peaky blinders and a bunch of blokes in ben Sherman shirts start running behind him and with the caps on the die cap the one shane put on his instagram the one he bought off wish um but i don't know i just fell oh, out yeah, yeah. i fell out with it so i'm i don't think i'm even gonna bother watching the last ever season of it to be honest with you I think I, I think you might be alluding to the series where, ironically, the Russians came in. Was it? I don't know. No, no, no. I think that was um, wasn't that with the Italians as well. Yeah, yeah, the Italian mafia. Because you had um, what's his name, Adrian Brody, played the Italian boss. Am I right? In one season, yeah. and I was very surprised because I thought he's a he's a super. You know, I know Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy, Hollywood actors, but for a BBC like an American. Hollywood actor to come over and do a BBC drama, very unheard of. So, and then I seen him in it, and he was playing the the sort of mafia boss, the mafia don. I don't know if the Russians are in that one. I don't know. I might be talking up my ass. I might be as well. I can't remember. But anyway, it's back on, and uh, it's part of the Holly household. Uh, episode two was Sunday. Uh, it's it's brilliantly made, mind. Um, it, look, it's, it's not. Common knowledge, Tom Hardy's back in it, so you know he had something. And he, well, what an actor he is! He's got, a, he's got a massive presence, isn't he, Kyle? He's incredible. Yeah, I was lucky enough to meet him once. Um, he grew up in Richmond and southwest London areas. Uh, he's come from quite a wealthy background, actually, but he was one of those ones that sort of rebelled against everything his parents wanted to do. So, we used to go around stealing cars and stuff like that. Um, but I was doing a play, it was my first play in London, I was doing it at a theater called Theater 503. And he has a long-standing relationship with the theatre because he sort of came up through there as well in London. And he came randomly, like the directors didn't know. He came randomly, he seen this play that I was doing and I get to meet him. And I've always thought he was a phenomenal actor. And a lot of people have said that you get certain actors on set that take everything so like method actors who've got to live the part before they play the part, that type of thing. I think he's a little bit in and out of that. But a lot of people would say these actors like suck the life out of the room because they're just using every bit of energy for themselves. And a few people said that, but I found him to be one of the most pleasant, polite, funny blokes, softly spoken. I didn't say much, but I thought he was great. He's, he's a brilliant actor. And I think he's brilliant. He's gone into the, um, the superhero world. Uh, he plays Venom now, doesn't he as well? I think Shane's probably seen that. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's brilliant. The only yeah, one... Sorry, go, go on. on. No, 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 you're right. Go on. The you're, only one thing. You're on fire. <laughs> oh, quick. <laughs> Amy, get a bucket of water. Um, 
there was one film that I watched. I've, I think I've literally seen pretty much everything he's done. And the one thing that I was really upset about was there was a film called Locke, L-O-C-K-E. And that is obviously a surname. And he played a Welsh foreman um, of some construction company up north, Birmingham Way. But <clears throat> the whole film was shot in the front of his car, just him driving down the M1 back down to London, where he'd had an affair and this woman he had an affair with is having a baby and it's just him in the car all the way through different phone calls and he has a bit of a Hamlet moment where he sees his dad, his dead dad in the back of the car and he's having arguments and uh, it was just well, probably one of the worst films I've ever yeah. seen, not of him. Just to, to, to be fair, Kyle, it sounds shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And his Welsh accent, don't even get me started on that. Oh my goodness. I swear he could have been from Bangladesh. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We all Yeah. Well, Christ, that's a big one. That sounds like, God. <laughs> Kyle, I can't get that last 30 seconds back in my life. Jesus. <laughs> blame me. Blame the guy you were just preaching about. What? Uh, what I was a training coach, Shane. What have you been up to? Yeah. Uh, yeah, training's going all right. Um, I got my first event on Sunday, actually. I got wow, the Wild Wildflower event, which is a duathlon in um, Carmarthen in the Botanical Gardens down there. So if you if you haven't got a life, uh, people out there, and you want to come and watch me eight thirty in the morning in the pouring down rain in Carmarthen, middle of nowhere, you're more than welcome to come and watch me. But is that, uh, is that a run, mate, or a cycle? It's a run, cycle, run. So um, yeah, we've got that. I've got that first in the morning, eight eight o'clock, sorry, eight thirty, and then Carter's got rugby down in Burryport, so. I love my Sundays now. They're good fun. Best day of the week. <laughs> you <been> sleep <laughs> by four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We've had, uh, we've had a busy, busy couple of weeks. Kyle, uh, obviously, with Six Nations on. Um, hey, Shane and I did. Um, we did a Q and A for a company called the Events Room with a Fab Four. Actually, James Hook, Mike Phillips, Lee Byrne, and Shane. I hosted it, and uh, I gotta say, mate, you brought along your new gin. And uh, we auctioned off some signed bottles. Looks fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it is. In fact, it's um, it's a really good idea. We've we've released a. It's a gin, but because it's only ten percent ABV, uh, low proof alcohol, uh, we have to call it spirit. But um, yeah, it's just something we we collaborated with the WIU. You know, all the fuss in the stadium with everyone turning up drunk and. Um, you know, just not behaving. There was a story of that that fella going sick on on a on a poor young boy, and, and not everyone though, not everyone. No, not everyone. No, of course not. But but then you had that guy, the 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 guy that ran on in the autumn series, just you know, just because oh. he'd had a few beers, you know. So little things like that. So we joined forces with WIU and we brought brought out uh, this gin called Perfin. Uh, yeah, and it's gone really, really well. It's um, again, it's the four, four of the lads you just mentioned um, that have decided to do that, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it it'll stick, and uh, and we can make a difference. To be honest, with you. but yeah, it's it's nice as well to do something with the boys because you know what it's like, Sean. When you when you finish with the rugby and all the lads go in their own separate direction, and France, England, Japan, etc. Yeah, uh, you lose contact with a lot of the players you've played with, all the coaches, etc. So, this is nice actually that we can we can do this and spend a bit of time together. You know, sure. yeah, it was a fun what event the, actually. What does the name mean? Yeah. Perthin uh, means um, it, well, a number of things. It means belonging, and it also it, it also kind of means related to our family. Or there's no in in Welsh in Welsh language, a lot of words have uh, multiple meanings. So. Yeah, we just thought it quite apt, really, that, uh, you know, the, the belonging side of it and family, you know, because we are, you know, well, mates for life and all that, isn't it, Sean? And, yeah. and, you know, we were a family back in the day and we're still a family now, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, it's great. And the fact it's it's only 10% means that um, Mike Phillips could have more than one glass. <laughs> I was going to say, so this is a genuine drinking pints, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, w I wouldn't encourage it, but... Um, yeah, you can have a couple more glasses than you usually would. Um, yeah. Which, you know, let's be honest, the older you get, you, you, you're quite happy for that, to be fair. Um, I think it's a good idea. It, it fits in. Yeah, it fits in with the ethos of, 
of the the WIU and and what they want from it as well. And and it's just something new. This you know, there's not many companies do that. To be fair, and uh, yeah, it's going really really well. I think I think it's a great idea. What's what's wine? Twelve to fifteen percent, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and plus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, Roughly, your average bottle yeah. of wine. I, I, I'm not sure. Would it, I'm sure it's about 12 percent, maybe fifteen percent. I don't know. And let's face it, you have a couple of glasses of wine. Well, me anyway. I feel the effects, you know. So yeah. I think I think yeah. it's a good idea, mate. You know, when you when you're sticking stuff yeah. 35 percent in with it with a mixer, then um, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, good, well, good luck with it. Good luck with it. It's uh, it's, it's good looking. It was um, it's a great event. It was good to see the boys, Kyle. They were on top form. Mike Phillips is back from Dubai. Uh, we got a little one on Wednesday, uh, Shane, haven't we? Um, in Tafswell Rugby Club, Tafswell. with Richard Hibbard. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, that's that's the great thing about these things is uh, you get to see the lads. You know, Hibbs went again, left the Ospreys, went his own way, and Gloucester, etc. And you don't get to see much of him. I popped in his um, uh, in his drive-through or, or restaurant or whatever you want to call it, the front down in uh, uh, Abravon there. Um, he, he came uh, he came through the door, well, two doors actually. I was going to say he got through, did he? Yeah, <laughs> he is he is that big now. He had to like turn sideways to come through the double doors. He is massive. The funny thing is, when you're playing, okay, you don't notice the size of these players. It's just you know, it just you look at them and you think, right, okay, no problem, because you're with them all the time. And I know he's retired now and he's got his injury and he's probably put a bit of weight on. But Jesus, he's massive. His head is bigger than my car. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So you know, it'd be nice to see him on Wednesday now as well. Get a catch up with him, etc. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So hello to everybody who's listening, or anybody who's listening from Tafswell RFC. We shall see you Wednesday night in the Worthy Wednesday. Me, Shane, and Richard Hibbard. So yeah. you'd have to come to one of those. Kyle, uh, you'd enjoy them. It's your sort of night, you know? It's your sort of gig. Yeah? Yeah, just rugby chat in a rugby club, chicken and chips, or whatever, the buffet they put on, and we have a Q&A. Full of mad taps. Comp? Full of mad taps. Any comps going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can come along. Actually, we've got one in. Uh, you know, why didn't you just book? Why didn't you just book me as your driver, and I'll drive you for free? So then you, you boys can have a, a couple of um, low alcohol gins, and uh, I can drive us all home. And my my payment will be the pleasure of the evening. Right, I'll have a look. I'll have a look at the schedule, and uh, we'll we'll sort that one out. Book me, bud. Oh, yeah. Book me. Well, we've, we've sort of got around a little bit to rugby, so come on then. Let's go back to uh, the last Wales match in the last one of the Six Nations. It was England-Wales at HQ. Um, a great second-half performance. Let's get the fans' view, Kyle Reese. I mean, you were th- I, I, I was just picturing you, right, because I was uh, watching the first half and then travelling back from London in the car, listening on the radio second half, and I was thinking... Kyle is going through the full spectrum of emotions here. We're 17 nil down. He's probably ripping his shirt. He's trying to rub his tattoo off his chest. And then we come back and at one point, it looks like we could win this. He's euphoric. He's, having, he's drinking faster. How was it, Kyle? Well, I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> no, no. I was, uh, I was out quite early that day. Um, I was out at one o'clock. Me and my, my friend, we went up... Um, the grand, uh, another local um, establishment in Portal, but uh, that's been redone. Um, brilliant, it's lovely in there now. Anyway, um, we went up early to watch the Scotland and France game. Obviously, another big game, uh, hoping Scotland could beat France. And you know, I was like, all oh, right, I'm going to pace myself today. I'm not going to get straight on the booze early doors because I won't, I won't make the Welsh game, and I probably won't remember mm-hmm. anything. So I didn't, and I done well, and I was drinking. Um, Blackcurrant and lemonade until about uh, I think it was about three thirty, four o'clock. Well done, Sam. Ooh. Yeah, I know. So it was a good two and a half, uh, three hours there, and then um, I couldn't help it. Then I got on the Guinness again. So, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's after coming true willpower, coming back from uh, Dublin, saying I'm never drinking Guinness ever again. The first thing <laughs> I ordered was a pint of Guinness, but it's only because have you seen this Guinness challenge everyone's doing now? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Sean, I don't know if you know about it. Obviously, when you get a Guinness, you get the Guinness glass, and then you've got the harp, and then you've got the Guinness underneath. Well, with one drop, you've got to get the black and the white line to go straight through the middle of them. That's the new... Well, I've only so what you get? 
what you get if, if well what you get then if you do it well yeah a little well done mate and uh a, a probably a, a clap in the whatsapp group after you've said the picture in this oh. post <laughs> uh, nothing really, you, you don't really get anything you don't get any free pints but it took me 17 goes <laughs> <laughs> no no oh, um, well fair play back to the seen, rugby, sorry just on, no no just on that while we uh digress uh i don't know if you, have you ever come across a guy called the guinness guru no all right i think he's on instagram and um I don't think he's on Twitter. All right, I tell you what he does. He does TikTok, right? And um, what he does, basically, he's, he's an Irish guy. I think he's from Dublin. Um, he's around about your age, but he goes around rating pints of Guinness all around Ireland. So, obviously, he champions yeah. the, the, the pub or the restaurant or whatever, gets a pint of Guinness, and he rates it on the pour, uh, on the taste, on uh, the head, the dome, as he calls it. It's fascinating, right? And he's got his own little sort of rating skill. And he's gone pretty viral, I think. Check him out. If anyone's listening that knows the Guinness guru, we'd love to have him on. Be brilliant, wouldn't it? Get a pint oh, of yeah. Guinness and and rate it ourselves. You've seen him, Shane. Reach out. I, I have seen him. I'm just I'm just wondering. I, I bloody hope Guinness is sponsoring us. They've <laughs> had a lot of uh, mentions. I think they're the only podcast in the UK that they don't sponsor, boys. <laughs> yeah, you might be right there. Um, hey, yeah, back they, to the they, rugby. They had, they had me on the advert as well, so you'd think, you know, they could chuck us. Oh, Even if cool. they don't pay us. That was us, a brilliant a advert as well. Wasn't it? Wasn't that the best advert ever? Yeah. It was. Still, it was they still show that. It was the no, best was rugby advert I think has come out. And do you know what? Guinness have got a good track record of adverts. Do you remember that one with the fella on the surfboard on the beach and the horses come through the waves and he's surfing? Do you remember that one? Do you don't remember that one, do you? And it had that music and he was like... Do you remember that? No? Yeah. Yeah. You knew, didn't you? Yeah. I, I do good. remember it. You, just a, just a, a note, do you, you obviously got a fee for that, but no, every time it's shown, then do you get like a commission fee? Yeah, I get um, a four pack of Guinness. But <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, I, I better chase that up actually because they owe me about 12 cans. Sure, this yeah. really should more be like 12 grand. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you, you just reminded me, Sean, there'd be a phone call in the morning. Yeah, sure, there was a sure there was some small print in that contract. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I'll have no, to I might have told you this story before. You know, uh, the great Richard Burton was from our, uh, was from my my village. Well, I got very friendly with his younger brother. Um, I've told you this before, right? No, I just no, like no. the way you say my Graham. village. Well, yes, yeah, so it's not actually mine. Hol- Holly Marvin, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, is, uh, his youngest brother, Graham Jenkins, right, who... Uh, did a bit of broadcasting on BBC uh, radio and uh, lovely fellow. used to drink in the local and uh, got to know him. But anyway, he used to do Richard Burton impressions. Well, Richard Burton's sort of legacy to him was, um, do, you wouldn't remember the film Wild Geese? Yeah, the army film. Yeah, with Roger yeah. Moore and uh, Richard Burton. Um, uh, Richard, uh, the Irish actor, Richard Harris. Harris, yeah, it was it was a who's who of people. Well, I think back then royalties was a thing, so uh, Richard Burton would have got paid for the film. But then every time it's shown around the world, a check would land on the doorstep, you know. So the legend goes from Graham, uh, God rest his soul, he's, he's died as well now. But every time Wild Geese was shown somewhere in the world, he would get a check land on the doorstep. So you can imagine? It's like it's, <laughs> it's been shown in Singapore, whatever, with subtitles on. Doom. Check would land, you know, yeah, yeah. and that was Richard's yeah. gift to him. Nice, uh, nice story. Obviously, Shane didn't um, negotiate his Guinness advert contract uh, well enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit laxadaisy when it comes to those things, really. Um, yeah, and a bit cheap. It's just because yeah. it's because you're a nice guy, mate, and you love to help yeah. people out. Yeah, he is a nice guy. Uh, yeah. Nice guys come last. He's had yeah, enough adulation sure. and and fame in his life, anyway. Yeah, I can't complain, guys. I can't complain. No. Anyway, back to the rugby. England Wales. Uh, the fans view. I, I got. I got a new edition. Look, I got a. Oh great! Go. Okay. Um, yeah, we beat ourselves, didn't we? Um, if we didn't give, well, if we give half of those penalties away in the first half as we did, uh, then we would have won the game. Um, so 
I just think it was a brilliant performance. Obviously, the first half wasn't as good. Second half, what was what, what were they going half time? Was it 12 nil or 17 nil? 17 nil. So then, yeah. uh, second half, um, we scored 19 points and they scored five, did they, or seven? So six, six. we beat them second half, but it's, it's almost like back, you know. We're talking about again when the Wales going to start a game instead of finish a game because we done it a few years ago against Ireland in the Millennium Stadium or Prince Party Stadium, and they, I think by, by the time we came out for half time it was twenty two nil to Ireland. It's, I'm not talking about a few years. This is a while ago, but yeah, we beat ourselves. Brilliant performance again from um, Dan Bigger. I thought Cuthbert. After all, I've given him criticism. I think everyone in Wales has given him criticism because he had like those three amazing seasons: two for Wales, one for the Lions. And he every time he touched the ball, he was just thumping people out of the way and scoring tries. And then all of a sudden, he just sort of fell off the radar. Um, but it just goes to show how, how good that uh, Aviva Premiership League is. That some of our players. Go there, uh, young ones go there, like Lewis Resamit, play well, come back and get straight into the squad and the Lions. And ones that we thought have been cast out and gone there, played there for a few seasons, hit a bit of form, and now he's back into the well setup. And, mm. you know, rightly so, uh, you know, as much as um, we're all friends with Lewis Resamit, he's a friend of this show. I can't see uh, I can't see how we could drop Cuthbert um, as well as Josh Adams being on form. No, Shane, do you see no. that coming from Alex? Do you see that performance coming? Well, well, you, you you haven't really seen glimpses of you, to be fair. I think with, what I like about Alex is, look, he, he had some stick, didn't he? To the point, I think he, he almost had to leave Wales, didn't he? At the Blues, you know, he was, uh, he was continued to be getting picked for Wales. He wasn't playing well himself. And, and he said himself, you know, that he didn't feel that he should have been selected for Wales. Uh, he had a tough, tough time. He's gone away, played at Exeter for a bit. Didn't play much rugby there, to be fair. But uh, he's come back at the Ospreys, had a couple of decent games. But even then, when he got selected in the Welsh team, people were like, hold on, he hasn't done enough kind of thing. But it's good to, you know, we all knew he was a good player and we all know he's class. He's been there. He's Lion Series winner, Grand Slams, Championships. So he's got something about him. But I think he just, I think he just needed one good game to get that confidence back again. Um, he's obviously been doing something right in training for Wayne Pivak to drop Lewis Rees-Sambit and put him in. Um, things we don't get to see, you know. So, you know, it's not all about Lewis Rizamit maybe doing something and or not doing something and being dropped. Alice Cup has worked himself back into that team. And I thought on Saturday he was superb, absolutely superb. He, he covered the field, uh, you know, most yards covered, touches of the ball, defensively very strong as well. And, you know, there was a skip in his step. And that might be the difference now. That might be you know, Alex Cuthbert being back to his best or even better again. So I, I, I thought it was a superb performance from someone that was under a lot of pressure against, the, you know, the, the, the team really that, you know, you probably got the most pressure against. So it's for, it's for Lewis Rissamit now to go away and work in his game and play himself back in, which isn't a bad thing. It means he's got to be on top of his game and he's going to do that week in, week out for Gloucester. So it's great that we've got a really strong back three. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And what a try. What an answer by uh, Lewis on, uh, on the weekend for Gloucester against Northampton. Yeah. Yeah, he's barely on the field and, wow, you know, he, he just has that searing pace. And as soon as he gets clear, I mean, I wouldn't say he scuttles along, but he's like he's a bit like you. Um, you, you don't look like you're actually moving that fast but clearly with all of the other players are going going backwards my yeah. god he can shift can he he's yeah he, he's a sprinter isn't he in you know if, if he was at the olympics and on the start line of the 100 meter final he wouldn't look out of place he's tall he's rangy he's gangly and he, he is a 100 meter sprinter you know he's, he's made for it and he's only going to get quicker uh with training and, and with repetition so he's always going to have that in his armory it's just, you know, the top two inches now. Can he keep his head? Can he keep be composed? He's been dropped out from the team. And, you know, the only way you can show the international, uh, the, the coach of the international team is that, look, I am switched on and I'm not throwing my toys at the pram and I am ready to come back, is to score a 60-yarder. And that's what he's done. And I tell you why, he's effective off the bench, isn't he? How many times have we seen him come off the bench, you know, up against tired defenders, First touch of the ball. I think it was Newcastle as well, wasn't it, Sean? Where yes, uh, yes. He, he received the ball and scored a, a even better try, a belter there. So 
yeah, there's a yeah. He's look. Uh, he's got the right attitude. I think I like when I when I've spoken to him. I like what he says. It, it looks like he's you know mature enough to to kind of grow from this. And look, we'll see him back in that team pretty pretty sharpish. To be fair, if anything, you know it, this this gives Josh Adams a kick up the backside to say right. Like you've got to play well as well now. You know, there's there's a few boys on your on your heels and Liam Williams because yeah. you know he can play fullback as well. Um, so yeah, it's look, it's great that we have that strength and depth in that position. You know, it'd be nice to have that in all uh, all areas of the field, but we don't don't quite have that. And uh, Louis Rissamit will be back with a vengeance for the look of him. Good yeah, on him. He's a, he's I a, think yeah. as well with with the, what you said with the back three there, like. We are blessed at the minute, and especially with Cuthbert coming back into form. But he's covered centre as well for Gloucester a few times, I've seen. And he didn't look too out of place there. So why not put him on the bench now? You've got Cuthbert, who's obviously rare in the goal. Josh Adams, well, he's been in form now for the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, you can't drop those two on merit. But if, like you just said there now, coming off the bench, he's, you know, they, what does Eddie Jones call him? He finishes, they call him now, don't they? Not substitutes. Well, he's the finisher that I would want 10 times out of 10 coming off the bench. As you said, Shin, you've got the rest of the team. They're going to be tired. Yeah, the forwards would be changed up at 60 minutes or whatever, but they still ain't going to catch him, even if they were having a head start against him. So yeah. the thing is, though, man, on the, bench? The, thing, the thing is, though, um, I would put him on the bench. I'll tell you why, because if you have the uh, confidence to start Josh Adams in an international Six Nations match against Ireland in the centre, yeah. then you feel he's capable of playing there. And he is capable of playing there. It was a difficult game for, for Josh. So he can cover centre, okay? So you don't need a centre on the bench. No. You know what I mean? Because Josh covers centre for you. Um, Lewis Rees-Amick can then, for me, go on the bench uh, with a 10 and with a 9. So it'll be inter- interesting to see you know, what they do there because the question when Jonathan, John Fox Davis was picked on the bench uh, for me was like, well, who goes to the wing? You know, yeah. I think it was Owen Watkin who went to the wing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. So, um, but anyway, a little bit later on in the second part of the show, we'll talk about France selection. We'll get your opinion, Shane, yours, Kyle, and mine about this weekend, the big one against France. Uh, but for now, massive thank you to our media partners, Buffoon Film and Media, uh, who support us in running the Tuesday Club. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Tuesday Club. Uh, we're looking ahead now to Wales versus France in the Six Nations. We lost to England. We lost to Ireland. We got over the line against Scotland. Uh, France unbeaten, going for the Grand Slam, coming to France. You ever played against France at the uh, Principality Stadium, Shane? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. number of times. Uh, <laughs> but it was the Millennium Stadium then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, scored your uh, scored the try that took you to the total of uh, leading try scorer for Wales, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I went past Alfie that day, uh, two thousand and eight, last game of the Six Nations Grand Slam decider. Yeah, was that the one big, that he some big games fall on under the posts? Is that that try, right? or was it the one where he just absolutely annihilated everyone on the touchline? <laughs> no, it was the uh, the yeah the. Just the just the fifty yarder drop on the ball, yeah. Well, you had to Fo- kick it, didn't you? Football skills, mate. Yeah, fo- I seen a try, fo- right? A clip of a try, and I remember it. It was, um, I think Shabal was literally like, "See now, you picked the ball up," and then yeah. he was just like, "He'd seen you," and he was like, "Right, I'm having him." And somehow you did this Harry Potter spin thing, and just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was about seven French defenders, and you had the touchline and about a foot. Before all these defenders, and somehow you just just done them all. Like I've never seen anything like it. Let, let me tell you something, right? If Shabal is chasing you and he's got his arm outstretched to grab hold of you, <laughs> you'll you'll do in a nine point three hundred meter sprint. Pal, the guy <laughs> was a monster. Um, so yeah, yeah, that try. No, that was really. I think that was two thousand and ten, actually. But um, that was when they kicked the. 
you know, there was a knock on or something in play and they just nonchalantly kicked the ball and right. typical French fell asleep. And I just thought, well, have a go. And then I looked to my right, I see Chabal come in and his long, eight foot long arms try to grab hold of me. And the rest was just pure fear, to be honest with you. <laughs> I remember, Kyle, we, uh, Wales, Wales beat uh, Australia, right? First time in a long, long time. And um, obviously I was coaching Shane then. And Wales played in black that day, I think. And Shane yeah. now uh, skips up the left touchline. Uh, and he does like a little goose step. He sort of jumps in the air because Lottie Takiri's coming across to kill him. Remember that, Shane? Yeah, yeah. And a, was, photog- yeah. a photographer over the... Uh, I was in the stand. A photographer over the other side of the field took a, a, a photo at, right at this moment. You can see Takiri diving. Shane's jumped in the air. I, I've got the photo, right? And I saw the photo and then I skimmed past it somehow. It was a newspaper, I think, then or something. And I, I looked back, hang on. And there, there I am in the, in the crowd. <laughs> I'm right there. So that's Shane's jumping. There's my face looking at him like this. <laughs> I said it to him. Come here, you everywhere. That was a good day, mate. What a day. Yeah, yeah. So France, yeah. you say typical France go to sleep. They're not going to sleep at the moment, mate, are they? They're looking pretty ominous. No, there's something changed. Something's clicked there, isn't it? Um, it's more of a mindset with, with France, I'd say. Um all, they've always been a class outfit with some of the best players that's played the game, let's be honest, but they had this tendency to kind of switch off or even not really be bothered about the game. Uh, I know that sounds a bit far-fetched, but it's true, trust me. Uh, but this team, I don't know if it's Galtier, I don't know if it's Sean Edwards, I don't know if it's the crop of young players coming through. There's no, you know, they play for 80 minutes, there's no switching off, They're, they've got a, a really... A uh, good mindset, uh, as well as physically, some of the best players playing the game, like Sir Penno on the wing there, who's fantastic. Demarc uh, Villiers, now this new little winger that, that they've seemed to have found that works his socks off, and and you know he's like a little Jack Russell there. It's it's uncharacteristic of the French, isn't it? That the work rate they're putting in at the moment, uh, balance that with their skills. The fact that Sean Edwards has kind of got them. Um, you know, defensively in order. Um, and the attacking stuff is always there anyway. They always look classed with ball in hand and Fico in the centre there. They are world, world beaters at the moment. And I don't think we've said that for a very, very long time about the French, to be fair. They won't worry about coming into Cardiff on Friday. Um, and it will, it's going to take a hell of a performance from Wales to win that game, I'm afraid, because they are the best team in the Six Nations at the moment and, and put New Zealand to the sword in the autumn. So they're full of confidence and they're scary. It's it's the strength in depth as well, isn't it? You mentioned Villiers there, but Moa Fana has, has cropped up now. You've got uh, Jean Minet at, at full back when they had Doulan for so long. Penno, we, we know about. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, crikey, Moses, they, they're coming out of the woodwork, the forward, the back rowers. You know, uh, last year I was thinking, Aldrit, my God, where's this guy come from? Now you've got Walkie and you've got Gelange. Yeah, and then they got the best player in the world, Antoine Dupont. So, I mean, uh, Vakatawa can't even get in the centre. You know, you've got Dante now. Fico looks magic. You know, he's, he's, he's really come on for me. So, yeah. And I, and I did some analysis for Scrum 5 and I was watching it and I was thinking, this this short, dumpy thing is all over the... He's all over the place. I couldn't yeah. believe it. It was the loose head prop. Cyril yeah. Bailly. He was unbelievable. Um, so I'm thinking, I don't know if we've got much of a chance uh, from a from your point of view, Kyle, from what you've seen, from, from a, a fan's point of view, I know what you're going to say, but can we beat them? <laughs> Well, Sean, uh, <laughs> well, no, isn't it just like Wales, though, to now turn up a Cardiff on Friday night and beat them? Isn't it just like Wales? Isn't that the script, a story that we've read so many times before? But anyway, I'm always going to say that. But no, you are right. Um, we don't find ourselves saying uh, lately which France team are going to turn up, do we? Which is everything we all say, which France team are going to turn up and... You know, sometimes when they play in Paris, if that French team turns up and it's great for the other team, the French fans sort of disown them and start booing their own side. But there's been none of that of them now for the last sort of uh, 
12 months, 18 months. And, and Shane, Shane is right. One of the biggest mistakes I've always said that uh, this um, setup that we've got a coaching setup, biggest mistake they did was let Sean Edwards don't and not give him a contract. Um, how he hasn't been a Lions coach the last couple of tours, I don't know, with uh, Warren Gatland. But anyway, I think um, I think Wales will take a lot of a lot of confidence, a lot of positives from that second half in uh, Twickenham to go to Twickenham and get a result. You know, even if you are firing on on all cylinders, is a feat in itself. So the fact that we not quite there and you know we're making changes whatever i think it will just be like wales to turn up friday night and go right boys we're in cardiff now this you know seventy-two thousand welsh fans and three thousand french fans we'll drown them out with land of our fathers and hymns and arias mm-hmm. let's let's get the the 16th man on the on the pitch not the one the shane was referring to at the start of the podcast we don't want him back on yeah the pitch. keep keep him off um, but no, in my heart, yeah, I'm always going to say Wales can do it because they can do it. And you two know they can do it because it's just yeah. something about Wales, no matter who's playing or who's injured, sometimes they can just pull a result out. And the one thing that Wales have become good at is grinding wins out when, they've, when they're playing bad. And that yeah. is a sign for me of a good team, like teams like England and France and Ireland. New Zealand and South Africa, they can win games and sneak games when they haven't played their best. So, and, and we've been doing that now for the best part of 10 years, I feel. So, apart from when we had the fan four, and then we just knew we were going to walk off with a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I think it was South Africa in the autumn, wasn't it, that uh, nobody gives a chance. But, um, yeah, we came back and uh, ground out the win. Grinding out the win against Scotland was was a big ask after, after Ireland. Team News Shane, Josh, he played for Cardiff last Friday in a humiliating thumping by Ulster and then gets called up to the squad um, at the expense of Ellis Jenkins, who, you know, I'm not sure Ellis has done that much wrong. He was brilliant in the autumn. Uh, Josh, short of game time. Um, thoughts on that? Well, I, I think Josh is a class player, really do. Um, he's, you know, he's had a nasty injury. And before that, he had a nasty injury before that as well. You know, so he's been out a long, long time. He's had a couple of games in between. Uh, but obviously, he thinks he's ready. And Wayne Pivak thinks he's ready. Um, yeah, I feel a little bit for Ellis Jenkins. He's had to work his socks off to get back to fitness. Was probably our best player in the autumn internationals. You know, and, but recently, you know, recently, he has struggled to kind of refine that form, I suppose, uh, in a in a... In a team where we do have an abundance of back rowers, like Satin Basham, who's, you know, again playing really particularly well. Jack Morgan's knocking on the door. Talupe Falatau's come back, and I thought he was superb last week. Oh, yeah. He got, he got better as the game went on, which is incredible when you think that he's been out injured for that length of time. Um, you know, and then you've got your Wayne Wright and uh, Mariati as well. I thought uh, did particularly well. So it is tough, but. We've got to look at it as a as a as a Welsh public and fans as if to say, well, we've got good back rowers. To be fair, Josh Navidi is class. If he can come in and do a job for us and change the dynamic of, of the way we're playing, then so so be it. But um, yeah, really hard on on Ellis, and I'm I'm surprised because you know I don't think I don't think Josh even played a full game, did he? It's, it was a tough game, yeah, granted, but it's, it's chalk and cheese when you're talking club level to to international and. France, we've already mentioned France and how good they're going to be, and they will be good on Friday. So um, it's a it's a big ask. And I just think uh, with with Wayne and, and Steve, they made a lot of changes and they they've they've kind of moved things about quite a bit. And we haven't quite seen that full fifteen team that we think is the best fifteen at the moment. So yeah, it's a bit of you know. There's a bit of chop and change in too much of yeah. my liking. Smells of uh, one or two things for me. One is either going to go straight in. Uh, which would be a massive ask for me, um, or that they want him in this week, getting him up to speed so he plays against Italy or is involved in the 23 against Italy. And I think, you know, as I said on Scrum Fire, I think Wayne will reward, you know, most of the 23. Uh, I think he'll reward them for the last two games, if you like. Uh, the penalties cost us against England early in the first half, you know, to go 3-6-9 down and then, the try, which in my opinion should never have been allowed, had the officiating been you no know, spot on. They didn't. They didn't allow a gap in the lineup the whole game. 
Um, they were throwing it towards you over to our side. The gap was closed. It wasn't refereed. You know, our boy should step up and say, hang on, we, we want a gap and refuse to throw in. But then when he nudged Adam Beard in the line out and Don Brat went over, nothing was done about it. So it was a, it was a matter or a case of what might have been. But um, yeah, uh, changes, Kyle, not what Wayne Pivak will do, but changes that Kyle Reese would do. Um, well, I said earlier, I would put um, Reese Lamet on the bench. Um, as I said, he's covered centre a few times for the Cherry Whites and um, he didn't look too out of place. So I would I would start Cuthbert at 14 and I would put Josh Adams at 11, obviously, because, as you said, they, play, they should be picked on merit and Cuthbert... Uh, firstly, congratulations to I don't know if he's ever going to hear this or anyone knows him. Congratulations to him and his family. They've just had a newborn. You know, there's obviously a lot of emotion that week. Um, playing England again for the first time, starting for the first time. I think the last time he played England and started was when we smashed them 30 points to three and he scored the, t- the only two tries of the game. So he's obviously gone. He's reminiscing about that. He's just had a new baby. Um, I just like to say, is there any chance he can have a baby every week? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I I think what you said, I think it it should be um, picking on merit because as as much as I'd love to, you know, every fan, every armchair fan can say, oh, he should be playing and he should be playing. You know, Nick Tompkins had a fantastic game for Saracens over the weekend. Yeah, I think, yeah, player of the match. Um, but then you know you're going to put him straight back in. He played well. He carried well again for England, and he's a nuisance as well. So yeah, he was good. He was good. I think they should he be picked good. on merit, and uh, you know you only grow confidence as well. Then you? I don't know because I'm not a player, but I suppose Shane as a player, when you do yeah. play well in a game and you have a decent result, even if you haven't won the game, you you want to take that confidence into the next week and see if you can build on uh, it. Oh, without doubt, you play a game like Tom Kids had a great game, especially second half. I thought uh, Talupe Falatau, Tom Thomas Williams, and Cuthbert especially. You play a game like that, you could you can play the next day, and uh, you you know you just want to play. It's it's as simple as that. You, you your confidence is back. You're thinking right, okay, I've got one under my belt now. That's all I want now. I need another one. And as soon as you get another good performance, you're back on top of your game. It's as simple as that, really. So Cuthbert's got to start. I, I think Wayne Pivak's clever enough to know that. Um, you know, Thomas Williams will start again. Tompkins, who's been one of Saracens' best players this season, you can tell, you can tell he's playing well with the Saracens with his performances for Wales as well. He's got that skip back in his step. He's fiery, he's feisty, he's in all the uh, in in all the involvement that Wales are doing in that back line there. Uh, he starts again in my eyes. And uh, some like Talupe Falatao, now he's played his full game, full 80 minutes after a long injury. He's going to be chomping at the bit to start it again. So these are the players that start and then you fill you fill the team in around them. Um, so, yeah, like you say, Josh Adams had, had quite a good second half as well and these players will merit the chance to play again. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those. You can't wait for the next game now. And this France game is a massive challenge. And if you don't, individually, if you don't play well against France, you know, switch off for a second, you will get caught out straight away because this this team can play. This I team thought, can play. Sean, what about, obviously, you, you're you a very, very experienced, uh, decorated coach. What If it was you now, if you was Wayne Pivak, what, tell us, where, where, where are you going? I, I would I would um, reward the boys. I, I would. Um, there's a case. I was just thinking that I thought the bench did much better against England. I thought the bench for me has looked a little bit weak, you know, um, on paper and didn't do a great job in Ireland, but they came on and made an impact uh, in England. So, you know, I think, I think you keep that appetite. The bench are obviously hungry that they want to play, but I think you have to reward the boys for performance. And you know what's disappointing is we're saying this in defeat, but there are reasons for the defeat that can be eradicated. So, I think the Six Nations is about growing into the tournament. It's about momentum, and I think also that this is a game where we will really see where Wales are at. They're going to be tested with the ball. Yeah. They're going to be tested without the ball. Uh, we're at home, so the pressure's off a little bit there. You know, um, because we talk about the the 16th player, which is the stadium and the fans, and rightly so. 
So this now, Wayne has to pick the team that he's been picking to see where they are. We know that if we had a Tipperick, if we had an Alwyn Jones, if we had a George North, that they would they would be in the side. They're not there. So this is the team he's got. This is the team he's been working with. I think they have to play to see because you're measuring up against the best, Shane. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's it in a nutshell for me. And you know, it'll be what it'll be. It won't be short of toughness, attitude, spirit. They're tough buggers out bunch. Uh, they play right to the end. No matter who's got the shirt on, and we, we should be very proud of that. I think just mm. it'll come down to in the end. Do you know what? France is just better. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I just hope agree. it's not, uh, you know, I hope it's not one of those ones. No, I don't think it will be, right, for all those reasons I just said. So let's wrap this up with score predictions. Uh, Kyle? Oh, how can I go against my heart? I'm going to say. Wales, 22. Hmm. France, 20. <laughs> How can I go against my heart? Just like that. Okay, yeah. River, come on then. What's it going to be? Uh, I, I, I can't remember the last time I seen France play and, and not look like they were going to score three tries. Um, you know, this, this could be a hell of a game. I think Wales will take massive confidence in their second half. I don't think England played particularly well in that game, if I'm honest, but... Wales Wales grew in that second half, scored three tries, um, and my heart is saying that Wales will score a couple of tries. So it'll be something like twenty nine seventeen to France because France will score points. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, I'm hoping that we will score a few more, uh, that we'll take some confidence of our second half uh, and play a little bit more. I think France will will create a game that we we have to play a little bit more because of their defence. So I think I think we'll get two tries, two penalties, maybe more. Um, I'm going to go for a 22 Wales, but I'm going to go for 34 France. Every week I got to deal with you two pessimistic buggers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, thanks very much, boys. Uh, really enjoyed that chat. Let's see how we go. We'll be back more than likely after the end of the Six Nations, which will be after the Italy match. Hope everybody has enjoyed the show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like, share. And, of course, you can pick up this podcast and previous episodes on Acast, Apple uh, Podcast, and Spotify. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, boys. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. Wales. <laughs>